Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., which may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Previously, on the Old Ways Podcast. The smoke and the flame, they make things hard to see. It cannot be what I thought I saw. I would have propped my big old gun on a chair and shot at that damn thing. Um, hey, where'd that guy go? Yeah, I just heard him break through another window. I don't know where he's at. Why don't you just check that room right next to you, and I'll check this room over here. Uh, I guess I'll be checking the, probably the next room around the corner. And at the far end of the room, you see a sweaty, tall African man who has his hand raised up. Well, after all this time, I have finally come in contact with the mythos. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we have for you tonight, one way or the other, quite possibly, the end of the New York City Masks of Nyarlathotep chapter. Uh, before you, I have assembled our investigators again. Uh, to my right. Uh, this is Lonnie. I'll be playing Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth, uh, who is between... Uh, an elephant gun and a creature. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, and speaking of that elephant gun, to his right. I'm Morgan. I play Lillian Lane. And um, Mr. Forsyth didn't think the elephant gun was loaded, but it really was. Mm, indeed it was. Uh, at the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle. And um, hopefully we don't all die tonight. I mean, it could go either way, right? Uh, speaking of right, to his right. This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tattenbach. And did you know that angst is the German word for fear? Oh, well, there's going to be enough angst to go around, I think, in this episode. Uh, and then last but most certainly not least. Tiffany, and I am playing Maeve O'Shea, who doesn't want to die today. Maybe tomorrow or just take it one day at a time? Or... Yeah, it's a one day at a time kind of thing. Fair enough. All right. So as we raise the curtain, we left our investigators amidst the quickly deteriorating Carlisle estate as this massive worm-like flying creature had crashed, partially crashed through the atrium windows uh, as they were caught between the creature and this group, smaller group of cultists now entering the uh, the atrium, chopping at guests and lopping off fingers and hands. Uh, and then in another portion of the house, it seems that Dr. Tottenbach has stumbled upon this mysterious African man. And uh, he's quickly found out that uh, maybe he should have opted for another sword cane, even if he had to wait for it. Oh. We'll begin tonight 
at the top of our round, firmly in Miss Lane's camp. Uh, Miss O'Shea has assisted her with keeping or readying and steadying the rifle aboard the uh, atop the uh, the nearby table. And uh, Miss Lane, it is your go. Have at it. You do have a, by the way, you do have a very, very close-up view of uh, the innards of one Joe Corey, uh, which is now being suckled upon greatly by the frothing mouth of this uh, nasty, disgusting creature. That's a great, you know, vision. Do I have to roll sanity for that? Because you know. No, no, you've already rolled sanity this time. Good, good. So, did I do any damage to the creature when I shot at them last time? I don't remember. You definitely got its attention. Um, It it seems, as you have a better look at it now, its uh, skin is a hardened shell, it seems. There's definitely a a sturdiness to it. You saw the rounds from the the Thompson machine gun only lightly pepper its uh, skin. Uh, The elephant rifle shot you had a hard time getting an idea on what it did because quite frankly the concussive force of you firing it bowled you over Uh, but there is definitely a wound there from it all right then i would like to take another shot at it again with the rifle okay you uh hoist the gun and fire Get a two out of 65. Oh boy. So a two is an extreme success, and this is a firearm, which means it impales. So impale damage is doubled. So that is, as we mentioned before, uh, that elephant gun does uh, 3d6 plus four. So you'll roll 3d6 twice, and then we'll add eight to it. And for purposes of armor, it's considered one lump sum. Holy moly. Is that 29? Yes, it is. That's 29. Um, so I would like you to give me a luck roll. We'll get a 29 out of 42. Uh, you hold fast. Dig your tiny little frame in. You kind of put your back foot up against one of the other pitched over tables behind you and you line up this shot and you fire. And the blast that comes out of the other barrel of this elephant gun, uh, you hear it for only a moment until you're hearing uh, all the sound that you hear goes up in pitch all the way up until you don't hear anything anymore. Super. When the shot lands and you stay on your feet long enough to see it, uh, the explosive and incendiary portion of this round blasts apart the head of this creature splattering everybody within at least a 15 (laughs) foot radius Uh, Mr. Forsyth uh, you are covered from head to toe in viscous oily black fluids you do your best to shield Miss O'Shea unintentionally of course uh, from getting anything on her nice clothes (laughs) <laughs> but uh, the body or what's left of the body of this worm-like monster collapses against the door and brings down two to three of the atrium doors as it, it shutters. Mm. Hey, 
Yeah. I don't think that's getting back up. Hopefully. <sighs> Not gonna wood. Okay. So that would lead to 65. Uh, with your attention firmly split, Miss O'Shea, between what was going on on the... Uh, what was going on specifically uh, with the creature and then the people that Mr. Gray were firing at, you realize that some of those cultists have now closed the distance and are going to begin threatening the space here that you have with their long bladed knives. And I'm going to uh, get my fire poker ready to uh, poke someone real hard. If you would... Uh, are you planning on staying defensive or are you going to go on the offense and swing at one of these gentlemen? Are they looking at me or the guy with the gun? Um, they're definitely looking to charge into the group of you, it seems. Oh, well, then I will swing on one of them. Okay. So that's just a simple um, fighting brawl roll. Nope, a 71 out of 42 will not do it. Uh, he is going to go ahead and fight back, but his fighting back and it hopes to damage you has failed. Uh, so he swings and you two connect his blade with your fireplace poker, uh, ring off each other with a solid metal clang. Uh, Mr. Doyle and Doctor, you both hear another solid boom from the atrium down the hall. Although, given the current situation, you're probably just slightly busy. It's a bit. Um, a scosh. <clears throat> it's 60, so Jack, that would be your action. Okay, so he's, he yelled last round, so I know... Mm-hmm. Um, I will come charge in, since I know which way... Dr. Tottenbach's pointing, I will immediately um, spin with my gun on there, and as soon as I catch sight of this guy, I'm going to unload on him. Yeah, it doesn't take you long to step between the doctor, who is still kind of seeming to react to something you're not sure. He kind of clutches his chest for a moment and steps back, uh, giving you the freedom of movement to step directly in, be in between him and whatever uh, was vexing him. I see dude there. Yeah, he's there. Absolutely. Right. I will unload uh, on him. Okay. 72 under 84. I imagine I hit. Yep. Six points of damage. Okay. 10 under 84. Okay. That's an extreme. 18. All right. You roll into the room and fire the first shot and kind of graze his hip uh, as you come into the room. It seems to, the shot for whatever reason, seems to go a little bit low and left. This gentleman's pretty tall, uh, fairly well physically built, uh, and which actually plays into a downside for him uh, as he raises his his voice to the sky to utter some strange and arcane phrase. Uh, you put a single bullet center mast. Uh, the wall painting that sits behind him that takes up the majority of this room is a painting of 
uh, the Nile River Delta is now spattered with blood. Shortly thereafter, the strength and light goes out of his eyes, and he collapses onto the floor. Put one more round in his skull. Just like to make sure. Sure. Good shot, Jack. Thank you. Better get back to uh, whatever the hell's going on in the other room. Uh, yes, Doctor, it's your action. Uh, I let Jack head off towards the other room because I am not in any means for combat. And I'm going to go over to the body of this African man and I'm going to give it a once over. We're going to look over his possessions and over him as a person and see what I can glean. Now, you made it clear in the pre-show last episode that we were not murder hoboing. This this smacks very close of murder hoboing, sir. I, I'm not I'm not looting. I'm not taking anything off of him, and frankly, I don't want anything from him. But if he's covered in tattoos or anything like that, then that I would need to know about. You know. Wait, that so kind of there stuff. was an executive decision for us to not be murder hobos? <laughs> Who made this? <laughs> I, d- I didn't make that decision. If they- I just made a reference that we weren't murder hobos. <laughs> well, that's, that's a damn lie. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. First of all, we have homes. We have homes, so we are not murder hobos. And to clarify, I said arson hobos. We weren't arson hobos. <laughs> <laughs> that's also a damn lie. <laughs> just because half the party has, well, 40% of the party has tried to burn down various buildings. I mean, listen, it's not called Cthulhu if you don't try to burn a few buildings down, right? <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, Doctor, you head over to the body and begin kind of a, on your action, begins kind of a cursory inspection. Uh, it it comes to your attention kind of visually that he's not alive, but he's also not totally dead. You come to this realization because you hear the last bits of breath rattle out of his lungs and mouth. You can simmer on that for a little while. It's CPR that till he's back alive. Do it. <laughs> it's a shame he didn't make it. <laughs> uh, speaking of people that are ashamed, Lawrence, uh, you are... Uh, You've been covered with uh, something foul. Yes, yes. Uh... You can akin it as close to um, the the dredge of the water and mud down in Panama, maybe mixed with a bit of motor oil. Yeah. No, this uh. is just foul. That said, there's still there's suddenly it seems to be there's someone accosting Miss O'Shea from behind. Well, uh, I, I hear the sounds of combat behind me and I turn, I see her struggling with, uh, some fellow with a neckerchief. I will, uh, strike him. Okay. Hey, it's a success. 54 under 55. Okay. He is going to get the opportunity to fight back. Uh-huh. And he uh, does. He does. 
And uh, since he succeeded at a greater rate than your attack, um, you have one of those weapons. How much damage does it do? D8, you a said? D8 plus a damage bonus if he has one. Ooh, lucked out, sir. Yes, sir. You take a glancing strike, but a strike nonetheless uh, to the rib area, uh, drawing a fresh, uh, clean cut and blood to go along with it. Damnation. This unfortunate party goer has been killed by another cultist, the one that just beyond these two. And uh, the one that Mr. Gray had shot, Ms. O'Shea, this cultist comes roaring in at, uh, at Mr. Gray. And he connects. Not much you can really do about it at this point. No, I was just hoping he'd shoot it in the face. Uh, unfortunately, it's not Mr. Gray's action. And that is going to be a serious problem for him. He falls to the floor. Mr. Gray, no! And it looks like, given the opportunity, this, this man is going to make uh, a definite, most serious uh, change in Mr. Gray's future. That would be the top of the round. So, Miss Lane... Hey, um, just thought I'd, uh, just, you got red dots over the people that are, they're just harmed, right? Yeah, they're wounded. Yep. Okay. And then skull um, and crossbones over the folks who are dead. Dead. So, the fact that there's not a skull and crossbones over the, the African dude or the, or the, the creature, does that mean they're not dead? I mean, you can't see the African gentleman, so you don't need to worry about that. Well, yeah, I know. And, okay. uh, the, the creature... creature uh, you're not really sure whether or not it's dead. Can I um, kick his gun towards Lillian? Or do I have to wait for my action? Um, you would have to wait for your action. You mean Mr. Gray's weapon? Okay. Yeah, because I'm assuming it clamored to the floor oh, or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's relatively close, so she could try to snatch up his rifle, uh, his hunting rifle, and, and make a try to make some sort of a play for yeah because my elephant rifle is all it's all I would need to reload correct yeah and you don't even know where the ammo is for it oh we're not even going to look for that yeah I want to try picking up Mr. Gray's rifle and so I can shoot the cultist okay so I'm going to have Miss Lane make me a dex roll and see if she can snatch it up really quick got a 49 out of 90 we know the, that rifle is loaded, so uh, you should be able to simply pull the trigger after you make a rifle roll. Okay, so I did the dex. I succeeded. So. Yep, you collect the weapon. Woo-hoo. You know that it's you know that it's loaded because Gray was using it. <laughs> I got 87 Pow. out of 65 out of the rifle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you fire a quick shot. Uh, maybe you didn't have... Your hand's secured on it well enough, but uh, it goes off and uh, it sails wide. All right, so that will go to 65. Uh, So that is Miss O'Shea's action. What's your plan? It seems anyway that Lawrence has this man's attention now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you might be able to get in a shot at either one of the cultists, one that was on Lawrence or the one that was is about to try to kill Mr. Gray? Uh, well, 
Mr. Gray looks like he's more injured than Lawrence, correct? Yeah, 100%. Okay, then I'm going to try and stab the one that's on Mr. Gray, because hopefully he's looking at Mr. Gray, and then I can, like, you know, stab him in the back of the neck or wherever. Stab him. Stabby stab. Okay, you're going to go do the stabby stab. Very good. Just a fighting brawl roll. No. Nope. Sure don't. You swing. Uh, you swing wide, unfortunately. And... Okay. Uh, this cultist, who is still on Mr. Gray, brings the long weapon that uh, kind of hooked machete. Same weapon that uh, Lawrence has. Brings it down directly on Mr. Gray and sinks it deep into his neck uh, and then rips it back out, including part of his throat and most of the cartilage and muscle on the left side of his face. Yum. Anybody want a burger? Kidding. <laughs> You're not kidding. Well, look, okay. It, it's obviously bad food because the meat was gray. Oh, no. Oh, nice. <laughs> Well done, sir. <laughs> uh, Lawrence, you see another cultist begin to move around and he begins to flank your position. Um, that said, though, that said, it is Jake's action. All right, I will. Looks like the movement rate's nine. Very good. Uh, so. If you used your move, you could get all the way back into the room if that's what you wanted. Yeah. Okay. You appear in the doorway. It's open because you went through it previously. And this looks like a war zone. Holy. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. So I got to kill some people. You could, you could pull your trigger once if you'd like. Okay. Who? Okay. Going to shoot... Nearest Maeve. Uh, the cultist nearest Maeve, the one that is uninjured? Yeah. Okay. Oh, nice. Oh, boy. 384, so that's an extreme success. What's that, 17? That looks like about 17 damage. Um, just as you're about to prepare to fend off another strike. I'm a crazed cultist, Maeve. Uh, you see a quick shot catch this man in the throat, and suddenly he loses all strength over his muscles and grabs at his throat as a fountain of blood erupts down the front of his vestments. Nice. Pretty horrific, actually. Uh, at that point, it becomes your action. Okay, well, I'm going to still try and um, attack that one that's over Gray. Because he's by me. Sounds like an excellent plan. Okay. You fire, play, fire, you know, poker, and all. Well, I'm not going to pick up a weapon I can't use. Yeah, no. And I fail again. Sweet Jesus. You swing again. 
desperate to keep them away from you, desperate to figure something out. Uh, so, Lawrence. Well, the one in front of me who cut me uh, suddenly falls backwards. Mm-hmm. And I know the other one was trying to flank me. Yep. So, in an effort to uh, stop him, I will uh, swing at him. Mm hmm. And that's a 42 under 55. Okay. So, a success if I can keep it. Yep. And you cannot. Damn. Uh, he, since he's already moved, uh, he blocks the attack, parries it away. Uh, doesn't seem to have, because he's wounded, doesn't seem to have the strength to push it over and uh, damage you with it at the same time. Um, Doctor, in checking over this man's body, you find a varied amount of markings. You see uh, different uh, brands and symbols burned into his chest and upper neck area. Some of them now have been marred by Jack's gunshot. But there is, there was at some point a fairly well-detailed marking on him. Can I discern what it was before it was horribly... Uh, It's definitely uh, a a mark of the bloody tongue, that's for sure. Okay. It's just that this one is far more intricate than you've seen before. Hmm. This must denote something different. He he must he might have been a grand poobah of said bloody tongue. Well, I'm hearing all of the ruckus in the other room, and is, is he dead? I mean, like he's dead, dead now. Yeah, he he does okay. seem to have expired. Okay. Uh, checking. You know what? Actually, I'm a doctor. I'll check his pulse and everything, make sure that he is in fact no more, and then I will head back into the other room where Jack went. I'm in no hurry because I'm not really good at that. So. Okay. So you check his pulse. Actually, go ahead and give me a medicine roll. It seems like something you would do. You would take more than a moment to, to see if he'd been actually killed. That is a 51 under an 82. That man is dead as a doornail, sir. Very good. Then I will head back into the other room. <laughs> So with that knowledge in hand, you begin moving your way back down the hallway. Um, Miss Lane, we come to you. You still have um, the former Mr. Gray's rifle. So did the creature like magically disappear? I mean, because it's no longer there. Um, you you haven't. You're a little busy at the moment to look back I there. Just, but... you know, I just, you know. <laughs> My real life. No, I know. Um, so, um, the two cultists that are still alive, are any of them coming at anybody? Oh, yeah. One of, one of them is directly engaged in melee combat with Mr. Forsyth. And the other one looks like it's preparing to refocus its efforts on Miss O'Shea. After she swung at it. So, I'll go for the one that's um, directly already engaged with Mr. Forsyth. Okay, you would be firing into Amelia to do so. So that would put you at a disadvantage. Uh, if I shoot at the other guy, will, it, will I have a clear shot? You could easily move to the side and not be concerned so much. With the one with Miss, that's engaged with Mr. Forsyth or the one that's coming for Maeve? 
No, the one that's coming from Maeve. Okay, shoot. Do you want me to roll rifle? <laughs> if you would like to shoot the rifle, I would like you to roll rifle, yes. That'd be great. Get an 8 out of Jeez. 65. I'm going to blow his head off, too. <laughs> okay, so that rifle does 2d6. Um, plus one, I believe. I need to double check the damage on that really quick, but uh, if memory serves correctly, it does a reasonable amount of damage as it is a hunting rifle. So, yeah, it is 2d6 uh, plus four. Is that uh, 13 then? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, 13 damage. Uh, he drops like a rock. Collapses onto the floor. Uh, the bullet you put into his body pushes him back and into uh, and on top of another one of the uh, party goers who uh, he will that was not able to make it out. Miss O'Shea, sixty-five. Okay. Um. Well, I guess I will try and help. Lawrence. Okay. How would you like to help him? I will sidestep. Oh, well, around him. And then, um, I guess, like, try and block the sword if he tries to swing it at Lawrence. Okay. You want to gang up on him a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So... You are prepared very well. It's two on one over there. Jack, are you doing anything? I would love to shoot him, but, you know, he's surrounded by people. Fuck it, I'll do it anyhow. So firing into the me- into a melee uh, it has a couple of rule changes to it. Does it? Yeah, absolutely, because it's dangerous. Um, but let's get you the rules on that. Because that's what you want to do. Yep. So firing into melee combat uh, for you is uh, going to be a penalty die when you're targeting <sighs> combatant. Okay, I won't. You sure? Because it could be a ton of fun. It could be a ton of fun. <laughs> so I will um, try to circle around, I guess. Okay. Yeah, you could easily make it uh, around the uh, line of bodies there. Yep. All right. Uh, Lonnie, this uh, cultist is going to attempt to eviscerate you. And I will attempt to fight back. Go right ahead. Can I block? Yeah, so if you'd like, what you can do, Miss O'Shea, is you can attempt to fight back along with him. Okay. Um, so if you want to make a brawl roll as well, you can attempt to stave off the, the hit from connecting. Nope. Jesus. Okay. I cannot win. So he swings. Uh, Mr. Forsyth, you go to block him, and <laughs> Miss O'Shea's weapon gets in the way of you blocking him and he doesn't connect and basically there's a <laughs> there's a moment where all three weapons meet at the same time 
and everybody kind of gets a little off balance. Uh, and then at that point, sir, it is your action. I will um, attempt to do this correctly this time. Nope. <laughs> All right, very well. Um, he is not going to fight back because he'd be at disadvantage at this point. So, past that, uh, Doctor, you approach what sounds like a, 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 a melee going on. Uh, <clears throat> I think I'm going to, knowing that I'm not that handy in a fight. Yeah. I mean, I, I especially not unarmed, uh, especially as unarmed as I am, I'm going to duck back into the office to the north there where Miss Carlyle was and mm-hmm. see, and I'm sure she's absolutely terrified and let her know that the man who broke in has been taken care of and make sure she's safe. Okay. Uh, you step in. You get the same greeting as you did before, uh, although she quickly recognizes it that you and she lowers the uh, small pistol she has. What's, what's going on out there, Doctor? The man who has led the people here and summoned the creature, he is no more. There are men still in robes, but I, I don't know how many of them. We will hide here and you will be safe. Okay. You, uh, you attempt to keep Erica, relatively speaking, to keep her calm, uh, but she's definitely jittery. Every time she hears a noise or a bump, uh, she's pointing the pistol in her hand at whichever direction it goes to. Um, Miss Lane. Yes. Uh, Is your action. So I don't have a straight shot to the other guy, correct? The one with Mr. Forsyth? No, not anymore. You're being blocked by two of your compatriots. You can even see that... Uh, Jack has come into the room. He he came in behind you and kind of moves towards the middle of the room to try to get a better angle on what he's doing. I mean, you can still make a shot. You're just disadvantaged on the roll. All right. Let's do it. Might as well. Okay. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the uh the chance that Jack didn't. Chicken. Chicken. All right. <laughs> This She's is like, the it's point not where my, we get shot. It's not my hit points. <laughs> uh, do we get the doctor? It'll be fine. It's all fine. All right, my ruin. Maybe. Or maybe my rolling rifle. Yeah, it's a rifle roll. So. Oh, good! You're using a rifle too. Oh, I got a sixty-five out of sixty-five. Woo woo! Right, so you're disadvantaged on the roll, which means you're forced to roll again in, in this system. And you take the lower of the two, the higher of the two rolls. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, poopy. I'm dead. It could be Lawrence. By body mass, it's likely Lawrence. Out in the back over a matter of $80. No, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, the way this works, as you can imagine, is the character 
with the lowest luck gets hit. <laughs> and that, that would be Lawrence. Yep. yep. So here's what I'd like you to do, uh, Miss Lane. I'd like you to roll damage. <laughs> 2d6 plus 4, just like you would if it was a normal shot. Okay, that'd be 9. Yep. That's better. Okay, so that is very significant, though. So my question to you is, uh, Mr. Forsythe, uh, your uh, max hit points are? 19. This attack is not a greater than half the maximum hit points you have. Right. So it's not a major wound. Oh, okay, thank goodness. You have one more hit point than it would need to be for a major wound. (sighs) Um, This is, yeah, not great. Um, You get shot in the back and you drop to a knee because uh, the bullet goes in one end and out the other. Drop to a knee, my ass. I'm on my stomach. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you're, you're going to get to your stomach in a second, but just give me a second. We'll get there. Okay, so that was Miss Lane on 990. Uh, so, Miss <laughs> O'Shea, uh, right beside you, you hear a, gun, a gunshot go off, and you see uh, Lawrence's stomach burst open, uh, and he falls forward. I'm going to take a quick glance behind me to make sure there's no more cultists. You don't see the cultists. You see, um, you see Miss Lena and a smoking rifle barrel. Okay. Um, maybe she was angry at him. I'm going to try and take out this occultist. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, it's fair, right? <laughs> Try to tell me to never come on an investigation again, will ya? Oh, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be doing that for a few months. This moment will be referenced as to why Miss Lane will not be bringing a gun on further investigations. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, you swing, and, uh, and he swings, and he uses the curved end of that weapon to slip around your fire place poker and slash at your uh, arm. You take three points of damage. On 60. That would be Jake. So, Mr. Doyle, one of your compatriots just got shot in the back. I saw the whole thing, yeah. It, it does, in a way, sort of clear a little bit of the space for you. I'll, I'll yell, Maeve, move. And dropping prone's a free action, Miss O'Shea. I'm going to drop prone. <laughs> okay, you drop. Oh, shoot. Ready for that hits for four. Okay. That's not enough, so I have to keep going. Damn it. One before. Okay. So the first shot, a sixty-six under eighty-four, hits him, tags him in the the left arm, and you see him whirl. And when he whirls to, because he's been shot, kind of moves his momentum a bit, and it exposes a larger piece of his frame. And that's when you just take a. Uh, take a hammer and drive the nail through uh, and end him with that uh, 
second shot, 12 damage. And we leave combat rounds. Doctor! I have to go, Miss Carlisle. I'm being called. She watches the door, watches you leave, and you enter the atrium, which is a bloodbath. You see uh, Lawrence down in a, in a pool of his own blood, and your fellow investigators are all in various states. I immediately attend, begin attending to Lawrence. He's the worst off. Okay. Um, I'll do some first aid on Maeve. Try to. Oh, not a bad idea. Oop. Before over 30. You try to help. Can I do first aid on myself? Uh, I mean, it's just a scratch on my arm, right? You can, you can attempt to you know, discern what, what the problems are. Oh, I succeeded at something. 37 out of 55. <laughs> uh, it's fairly certain. You're fairly certain that Jack was just doing it wrong. Um, not, not surprising. Um, you <laughs> regain one hit point from your first aid roll. Uh, doctor, your medicine roll is going to take an extended period of time. Medicine uh, minimum takes an hour to perform. Um, but uh, you do that is absolutely fine. Yeah, uh, you begin performing medicine on Lawrence. Um, uh, Mr. Forsyth, I'm going to say that for the purposes of the moment, you are in shock. Yeah, I'm not doing much of anything. Probably not even speaking. Yeah, no. Um, Does anybody know where Miss Carlisle is? She's in her office, Jack. She's fine. Okay. I I, I will go talk to Miss Carlisle. You walk over and step into Miss Carlisle's office. Uh, she she points a gun at you, <laughs> just like she did previously. Um, careful, she, careful! It's it's over. She lowers the pistol a little bit. What? Uh, what? What happened? Remember we were talking about uh, cults and all of that. Yeah. Men were uh, part of one of those cults. God. Experience your brother. How'd you never said anything like this happened? They probably didn't even know it. She sits down, kind of collapses into the office chair and rests the pistol on the desk beside her. She pulls open the desk drawer and finds a metal clasped uh, clamshell container and lights a smoke. Some more bad news. There's a lot of dead out there and Mr. Gray is one of them. She looks up. Uh, her eyes well with tears. And your bodyguard. Oh, not Joe. She pushes herself to her feet. Um, Miss Lane, you noticed that the... In all of the rush of what had happened there at the end, 
that the all the remains of this massive creature that fell into the atrium windows and created this massive hole is nothing more now than a blot of inky fluid that exists in between the house and uh, the stone uh, terrace. Is there anything around for me to collect any of that? I mean, there are various glasses and um, bowls. A lot of that stuff has has broken and it's been shattered, but there's a, a nearby bar you could probably grab a few things from. Yeah, so I, I go to the, to the nearby bar and grab a glass and then grab some of the, the, the inky goo stuff. Maybe the doctor can look at it later. A girl after my own heart. I gotta make up for shooting Mr. Forsyth in the back somehow. <laughs> I thought you were going to pour it into my wounds while he wasn't looking. <laughs> I figured that might help. That's next episode. Uh, Erica steps out from her office and just kind of surveys. You see her eyes wander over all the different facets of what's happened. The bodies, party goers, the cultists with in strange clothing. She looks over to the left and sees the mangled corpse of Joe Corey and just has a complete and utter breakdown. Oh, I will take her and move her back into her office. So the question now for the investigators is in the next hour or so, what do you plan on doing? Other than the doctor, I know what you're doing, doctor. Probably just going to sit where I am or lay back and stare at the ceiling for a while. I'm going to lay here and bleed all over the floor. You are, but the doctor made a successful medicine roll. So, doctor, why don't you roll me one D3? All right, Mr. Forsyth, you healed two damage from your uh, doctor's strong medicinal practices. You are by no means feeling better. No, no. Uh, but he has staunched the bleeding. Um, he has made you as comfortable as he could. And uh, he's given you something for the pain. I lean back and wipe my hands on my coat. Because <laughs> by now my fancy clothes are ruined. Yep. Um, so in that hour, the sun comes back eclipse is over morning in the New York City area again blossoms um, as the time rolls on uh, the characters come to find that there is a automobile an empty automobile out front careful inspection of the automobile reveals that it appears anyways that there were it's a, a large vehicle that had many people packed into it uh, there are a fair amount of uh, items within this vehicle whether they be uh, weapons sword like weapons that the cultists use there's even a few firearms here nothing high caliber or uh, large but there are items here there's also a couple of suitcases as well. I'll check this. 
Uh, the suitcases have a varying amount of items in them, but uh, they all seem a bit strange. After careful inspection, because you really hadn't had the, the chance to before, it seems that many of the items may have come from the Juju house at one point. So the items that were uh, taken? It's quite possible. You might have to have Miss O'Shea actually inspect them, but... Is Miss um, Lane's car around here somewhere? It is. Unfortunately, there's a rather sad story that goes along with it. Oh, is Charles dead? Doyle, you find Charles having been butchered in the front seat. It seems he may have fended off one or two of them, but when they swept uh, towards the terrace, he was most likely one of the first men that they encountered. That's too bad. I like Charles. Probably a couple others around here too, isn't there? Absolutely. You can see that uh, there is, out of the lineup of automobiles, there are a couple that are missing. So it is possible that certain partygoers have uh, were able to leave. Hmm. Put these items in a trunk of Miss Lane's car. Uh, about an hour or so later, uh, Erica manages to gather herself away from what's going on, and she kind of collects herself and the rest of you into the sitting room on the first floor. Lawrence, you are able to move, but uh, not very well at this point. No. You are ambulatory, so it's not like you're passed out, but you are definitely, you would rather be laying down somewhere, so they have you on a couch. Right. Erica looks you all over and opens a decanter of something brown <laughs> and pours a few stiff drinks. She says, I don't, I don't know what that was. I don't know who those men were, but I'm going to get through this. She kind of sets her jaw. I would like to think, Miss O'Shea, that our agreement still stands. Yes, but this this was the situation that we were kind of trying to avoid by getting his information. You know, maybe we'd have more of a fight against this. I can't speak for the Dream Journal. It's not here. Not amongst his things. But I would... I would personally consider it a favor to the estate if you all would track down what actually happened to him. It's clear to me that whatever I was told in Nairobi is... I'm not even sure it's true. I'd like you to get to the bottom of it. We will endeavor to do so. In turn, I will make whatever happened here today go away. It wouldn't be the first time that the Carlisle family has found a way to clean up the mess. We will endeavor to do it again. She walks over and places her hand on your shoulder, Lawrence. 
You all did something quite amazing today. I don't even know how to thank you for stopping what happened. I just wish we could have uh, saved more lives. So do I. I'll be restaffing as best I can in case they come back. Do you know if this was all of them? I think so. And uh, I think we killed another of the uh, people at Juju House the other day, so I think that's probably the leadership of this little cult in New York. Well, let me see you to the automobiles. Doctor, does Mr. Forsyth need a hospital? Looking at him, do I think he could benefit the usage of a hospital? Absolutely. Probably, yes. Um, Your only concern would be how to explain it. Hunting Hunting accident? accident? Hunting accident. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Um, Is that the equivalent to falling down the stairs? Kind during yeah, during the uh, eclipse, there was a there was a hunting accident. They were hunting <laughs> people, you know. <laughs> okay, so we'll plan on Lawrence spending a bit of recovery time in the hospital, uh, and I would imagine at that point the investigators are going to begin to plan their next move. Um. You gather everyone into Miss Lane's automobile. Um, it's at this point, Lillian, you come face to face with um, the death of one of your own. Yeah, is he still sitting in the front seat? No, no, he is not. He actually, uh, it seems he actually managed to get out of the vehicle. Uh, you're not sure what kind of fight he put up, but... Uh, he did not die in the vehicle. I was just thinking that Jack might have to move him out of the vehicle if he was still sitting in the front seat. So um, I think by at this point of the our journey, I'm probably a little numb to it anyways. So I probably wouldn't yeah. feel his death until later on. Yeah, we can absolutely take care of all that in the future. Um Miss Carlisle suggests that uh, if uh, to you, Jack, uh, she comes out to to meet you. She comes out with the Thompson to meet you guys. Um, She suggests that if you'd like, uh, she can set up proper services for the the driver just to, to not have you so that you don't have to drag him back with you. Yeah, that would be depreciated. She, uh, reaches out and hands you the Thompson. Oh. Uh. I, I have no use for this here anymore. Miss Carlyle, when you call the police, do not trust the captain. He is not good. She levels her gaze at you, Sigmund. And in very cold and exacting way she says doctor I'm not calling the police fantastic 
This never happened. The investigators pile in to the vehicle and start it up. And since Lawrence can't drive, I assume someone else is. Yeah, I'll drive. You pull away from the Carlisle estate, uh, leaving behind a bloodied and butchered party goers, along with uh, maybe a few bits of your own <laughs> blood and pieces. It's definitive. This feels like whatever started in room 410, whatever moved into and was uncovered along the way in the Juju house, whatever happened in this massive estate during the eclipse, it feels like a natural culmination. And now you're going to have to regroup and figure out what comes next. So it's at that point that I'm going to go ahead and pull this session to a close. I hope you all enjoyed our New York City finale, and I look forward to showing you what happens next as the Old Ways podcast plays Masks of Nyarlathotep. Thank you so much for joining us along the way, and we will see you next week. Mm-hmm.